Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is the story of how one small island conquered the world. Jamaican Patwa. And a fair start. A Samba Pound. Usain Bolt is also out well. Here they come down the track. Usain Bolt. It's a story of music, sport, and style. How its rhythms, athletes, and language went global. Pull up, pull up. This is how Jamaica conquered the world. Now available on iTunes. How Jamaica conquered the world. The podcast for people who didn't know it had. This programme is sponsored by Mary Darby, who kindly donated to Dumpty Dum and would like to highlight the work of Medsans Sans Frontier. Dumpty 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 Dum Dumpty Dumpty Dum Dum Dumpty 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 Dum 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 Dumpty 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 and the last part of our New Year's celebrations is you. Today's rendition of Barrett Green was brought to you by Not Contrary all the way over in Toronto. Lucy. Yes. Can you remind our listeners how they can win the accolade of Dum De Dummer if they can be bothered to win this accolade? <laughs> yes, if your New Year's resolution is to shoot Shula, kick Kenton or jump on Jazza, give us a call on 0203-0313105 or get in touch via SpeakPipe on the site. Happy New Year to lovely Harriet at Shambridge who does our brilliant voices and thanks to Derek Fletcher who is still recovering from his New Year's festivities. He's sulking because he went first footing in the village on New Year's Eve with a lump of coal and people moaned because he pulled Adam's knob too hard and then he got soot on everyone's knockers. <laughs> you have to get in the queue for pulling Alan's knob, doesn't you? <laughs> Alan? Adam? <laughs> the vicar? <laughs> There's a long queue for pulling Adam's knob right now. But anyway, more on that later. Uh, so, calls this week come from Yokel Bear and Goddess Diva, who give us their roundup of the year. Dusty Substances, who's got into the Blythe spirit. Midme City, who wants Phoebe to shut up. 
Jojo's sexy heels who wants a cup of Carol's tea, Sarah Brown, Sarah Brown speaking, who wants to set their cat amongst the sheep, Sam Dean who wants to stand up for Helen, and bringing up the rear we have a call from Alison Siegenthaler who has musings on the immigration system of the UK. <laughs> but first, before all that, Lucy. Yes. Why don't you throw us into the new year? apologise for the chronology of this bit. I get very confused over Christmas and New Year, and especially in the hinterland bit between the two, which is actually my favourite bit. So God knows which week I'm talking about at the moment. Uh, Apologies (laughs) for spoilers, but bear in mind, I no longer have my children's advent calendar to tell me what date it is, so you'll just have to bear with me and hang in there. Christmas in Ambridge, a time for families to get together. The Aldridges got together in true Aldridge style, with a lot of chat about their bowel movements, followed by a sprinkling of infidelity. Kate is back, having washed away long-suffering Lucas like yesterday's henna tattoo, and says she's now going to concentrate on making herself happy. Yes, Kate, because so much of your life so far has been spent in the service of others, hasn't it? You're basically Mother Teresa, only not so me, 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 aren't you? So poor old Sipo and Nolly have been left to the ministrations of the Madicane family, who, even if they are Satanists, are going to be a better influence on them than Kate. <laughs> Grundies spent Christmas Day, Shay, Ed and Emma. They all crammed in round the table, they were singing, and Georgie blessed everyone from his little Lego pulpit. Tony Lazarus Archer gave us a quick Christmas miracle by wheezing back into life in time to tell Peggy that he loved her. People love a person in a coma as they can yak away to them endlessly without being interrupted and use it as a sort of confessional. So Peggy was wittering on about how sorry she was she'd cut him out of her will and blah blah when he spluttered a bit and said, I love you mum. He didn't have the energy to finish the sentence, which was, I love you, Mum, but for God's sake, shut up. I'm trying to listen to the end of Serial, and this is the first bit of peace I've had for 38 bloody years. I'll tell you what. What did you make to the end of Serial? Well, it just sort of stopped. But, you, but it's because we're, this is what you're always on about, you see. This is because I, I want everything to be cut. I want them to say, yes, he did not do it. Let's have a retrial, blah, blah, blah. And the person who did is da da da. And instead it was kind of like, yeah, well, we don't know, do we? <laughs> and I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> well, never mind justice and doing it properly. Just skip to the end and give me a nice, tidy conclusion. That's all I I'm, want. I'm quite happy not to have a tiny conclusion. Conclusion, but I thought it was rather weak because she just didn't say, and this is what I believe happened. That's mm. what I wanted from but, that. But she did the what? Hang on, we shouldn't do this bit because it's spoilers in case other people haven't heard it. Oh, cobblers to that. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay, here oh, we go. Here, here we go. <laughs> if you haven't got to the end of serial, skip on for the next two, three minutes of this podcast. If you have, feel free just to continue listening. How's that? And by the way, Blackburn won the FA Cup. No, <laughs> um, I, th- I think, yeah, it, she did say what we know, though, didn't she, at the end? She said, this is what we know, which is as close because she said all the way through, I don't know. I keep changing my mind. Yeah. Okay. One of the reasons why this podcast was such a phenomenon was 
the compelling narrative of what had happened and you have this supposedly seemingly innocent person in jail who had no history of violence or yeah. and he was you know a, a grade a student and you know the high, sc- high school homecoming king etc etc so, like julian assange then in that case <laughs> very unlike that weirdo but anyway <laughs> No, very, very clever, very uh, highly motivated. Yeah, but but Julian Assange has no personal charisma. Anybody that meets him doesn't actually like the guy. Whereas Adnan Saeed, everybody loved the guy, you know. Yeah. So anyway, so, and what was wonderful about it, one of the many things that were wonderful about it was the backwards and forwards. One minute you thought, well, of course he did. Yeah. Then you thought, oh gosh, he must have done it. And then he didn't do it. And and then she... spoke in this very compelling very personable way so you yeah. were completely sucked in yeah but she ended on a total whimper and it wasn't the fact mm. that did he do it didn't he do it she should have said i have weighed up the evidence and this is mm. what i believe she didn't mm. even say that she just said oh hmm I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Goodbye. It's over. I don't know. Well, suffice to say, though, that for us that are in the podcasting world, um, you know, we're trailing along the slipstream of that. And the fact that your average person now is aware of what a podcast is, is is a good thing. So we have to thank Serial for that. Uh, But anyway, uh, we are talking about The Archers. Yes. Sorry, that's my fault for mentioning Serial. I knew it was a mistake. (laughs) Come on, Lucy, let's get back on track. Sorry. Yes. Jenny, darling, belted around the village, brimming with self-importance, pretending to be Robert Redford in All the President's Men. It's a toss-up between the Wall Street Journal and CNN over who breaks the story of the man who wanted to build an extension. They want me to reveal my sources, but I won't, she hissed. But who is deep throat? Jolene, by all accounts. (laughs) No, deep throat is obviously Charlie Barber's spreadsheet. Yeah. Hair over Führer Titchy Knob's present to Helen was a controlled trip out. We are going to have an enjoyable day. You will enjoy yourself in the health club, he said. You will buy a dress that does not show too much boobies. It will be mauve, as nobody looks good in mauve, and you will have your hair cut in the style of Bernie Eccleston. Um, Wait a minute. About, are you what? watching Hello, Hello? What's going on? <laughs> That's what he started to remind me of, hair flick. <laughs> uh, about the hair, Febreze of Felpersham said she needed wispy bits to soften her jawline. That's called a beard. Um, she needs to soften Rob's <laughs> bloody jawline with a mallet, ideally. But hopefully that is what 2015 will bring. And so to the new year. A time for new beginnings, resolutions and experimentation. Adam is investigating <laughs> a new range of fungicides, strawberry vanilla or Neapolitan. Kate has become a vegan from the planet Vega. I am actually surprised that Kate was not vegan before, but of course she wasn't, as we haven't heard about it. Everything else Kate does is commented on by Kate in great depth. She's the sort of person who does a DVD commentary on her own life. But apparently, canapes, vodka and champagne are perfectly acceptable to vegans, which I did not know. Uh, Adam told Charlie the legs had to be completely upright for it to work. Puts a hell of a strain on the hamstrings, but no doubt worth it in the end, chaps. 
and Roy decided to make a new beginning by ringing people who didn't want to speak to him and leaving hysterical messages on their answer phones. He rang his estranged wife and cried because she wasn't there. Then he rang his estranged daughter and cried because she wasn't there. And then he rang his ex-mistress and cried because she wasn't there. By 11.45, he was reduced to trying to raise Marjorie Antrobus from beyond the grave in the hopes that someone would talk to him. Roy was, and there is always one, the person at the company party that is way too enthusiastic at the start and then begins crying at 10.30 and shouting, no one understands me, while concerned people pat them on the back. Then they lie on the floor in the fetal position, covered in snot and weeping while everyone just steps over them to get to the loose. Can I, um, can I just, just jump in? Yes. I've got to do a stand-up and a... I thought the Roy calls were absolutely oh. brilliant. Have you seen the Twitter request? No. Please, Roy Fields. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All yes. his crying into a ringtone. <laughs> and I... And I must admit, I have forgotten to ringtone up um, the the scream as well. Um, it occurred to me when I saw that that um, I have been asked to do that. So I, I am going to do that this week. So, But I just thought, in terms of um, just breaking up the episode yeah. and just documenting yeah. Roy's descent and just, you know, the loneliness and the despair that this this man was going through. That's Absolutely so brilliant. Because, you know, we have almost forgotten about him. Yes, there's the little thing with uh, him and Phoebe uh, and then with uh, with Kate putting a, you know, size 10s in. But, you know, uh, we'd, we'd forgotten. And, and that was just brilliantly uh, scripted, directed and delivered. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... As well as being in every scene, Carol Toboggan now seems to be in The Wire. She's trying to get, <laughs> she's trying to get people hooked on her team, particularly Lizzie, who's exactly the sort of weak-minded individual I would tap up as an addict. And next, she'll be recruiting Horrible Henry on her burner to be her corner boy and sort out re-ups for her crew. <laughs> Hootie Jill's already got a bit twitchy about moving away from her supplier, so oh, she's ditched actually, the predator plan. San Francisco is, isn't, the, isn't Baltimore. But I've been remarking on how lovely and how wonderful and everything is. There's only a shooting one block away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Was it directly related to you? This is the issue. No, no, no. That's all right then. It wasn't you starting something by accident. I I, I, I was having a drink and I was saying, oh, it's so wonderful. It's so peaceful. And I haven't seen one police car. And you went, what are you talking about, man? There's a shooting an hour ago around the corner. I was like, oh, really? Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, crack on, Lucy. Uh, Hootie Jill's already got a bit twitchy about moving away from her supplier, so she's ditched the Prudder plan and she ain't going nowhere. She's going to move into the Grundy's caravan, stop washing and get a dog on a bit of string. But the most exciting new start was an end to a storyline. Helen, mm. who had broken away from Obergruppen for a titchy knob, was sprinting for the perimeter wire of Lower Loxley, her mauve burka flapping in the wind. When down in the bushes, something stirred. It was Adam and Charlie probing each other's moisture levels at last. So now we know. Adam's going on holiday with Ian to the US now, so if Helen lets the cat out of the bag, we'll have gone in the blink of an eye from 40 shades of gay to Miami Vice. 
But the most important thing for me over the Christmas New Year episodes was the biggest sign that the scriptwriters listen in their turn to us, the listeners. Kate evangelised about her colonic irrigation. Now, why does this mean that they listen to us? Because every time Kate appears in a scene, people shout, Oh, Kate, why don't you just shove it up your ass?" And now she has! <laughs> oh, is that the end? That's the end. Oh, that, that was awesome. I'd like to end on an ass. Oh, yeah, and you didn't realise what I did either. What did you do? I had American affectation. I went, that was awesome. I re- <laughs> so I say to everybody now, I went, I go, that's awesome. And they go, I'm thinking, what? And I go, that's, that's awesome. I'm really fitting in. It is great over here. But no, Lucy, well done. I'm going to give you one of these. Well Thanks. done, Art. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Mm. All right. <laughs> so, is there anything we need to ponder on there before we move on to the phone calls? I'm slightly concerned about, I just wish somebody would find Jennifer a job. Because when she gets the bit between her teeth, she is off like the clappers but she reminds me of a firework that someone's trapped in a jam jar and it's gone off and it's doing its nut but it's not getting anywhere and all this energy is just bursting and it's going off in all the wrong directions so she's so you know overexcited about this flipping you know art newspaper local newspaper article if she, if she could channel that energy into actually doing something useful for someone else rather than, you know, just wheels spinning all the time about a bonkers family and things that are only relevant to people that within a hundred, live within a hundred yards of home farm. She would be a force to be reckoned with, but as it is, she's an idiot, I think. I think that's a bit harsh. She has been a support and uh, an emotional support, a, a, the mother of... That's a Barry Cryer line, isn't it? Thank you for your support. I shall wear it always. <laughs> I think she has been a stalwart of Bridge Farm and... Bridge Farm? Home Farm. Home Farm, sorry, of Home Farm. And she... what? That is her job. Her job has been to be Mrs Jennifer Aldridge and she plays it with a plot. And be cheated on and bring up her husband's illegitimate son and bring up, you know... Adam, who's clearly got huge commitment issues. Uh, Debbie that never sees her. Has he? Or is he just a randy goat? The two are not mutually, you know... <laughs> you know. I would say they are the same thing. No, well, no. He's still with Ian, isn't he? Yeah, you can be a randy goat and not do anything about it because you've got somebody to be randy with. Has he ever said, I don't think I should be with Ian? No. So... No, but he has said we live. When he was talking to Alice, he said, "Oh, we we keep very no to Helen or Alice." He said, "But we keep very separate lives or something. Mm. We're our own people, Alice." He said, "And and to be and and that does back up what Kerry, the little bit of light that Kerry did shine it by saying that they live completely different schedules. Mm -hmm. You know, the the worst of all schedules if you you know want a chef and want want a farmer, so to speak. So yes, 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 but." Is he, um, is he a randy goat? Yes. Does he have commitment issues? I don't see that the two things, you know, are necessarily in conflict with each other. That's all I'm saying. We live in complicated, interesting times, Lucy. And it's possible to be committed to somebody, but occasionally feel that you 
have to get your kick somewhere else, I have been told. But he's done it twice now, hasn't he? Because of old, what's it? Polish chap. Pavel. Pavel. But I, I repeat, has he ever said, uh, Ian, I need to get rid of him? <laughs> no! I don't think anybody in a marriage goes, uh, somebody, I want to get rid of them. <laughs> he's just seeing what he can get away with. And at the moment, apparently, quite a lot. Well, to, to be fair to Adam Macy, and when Adam was reintroduced to Ambridge, I was a big Adam fan and he came back all a, a slight bit of a kind of eco-warrior was he done all this yeah. great work in yeah. Kenya yeah. And, and he was Mr. Calm and reassuring but yeah. he's got this kind of bitter side to him now he's, he's yeah. passive aggressive he's he's, he's yeah. angry all the time but, but he's his... jealous of Debbie I'm sure most of it comes oh, from oh yeah. yeah 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 that you're, you're, you're spot on. First off, it was, you know, taking orders from my sister, taking orders yeah. from Brian, blah, 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 you know. But... Uh, you're not even my real dad. <laughs> but to be f- but to be fair to him in this situation, it's not as if he's pursued Charlie. This thing has been going on for quite some time and a little bit of alcohol was thrown into the mix and somebody stuck their tongue down somebody else's throat you know mm. and so it wasn't as if he's you know the Pavel thing was much more of a you know a lusty thing but even then you know he was kind of chased down well no kind of but Pavel chased him down didn't he but this has been a much slower burn so I wouldn't be that you know I wouldn't be that 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 hard on the man in terms of this happening but I just want to see how it's going to shake out vis-a-vis Helen because obviously Helen is um, Ian's best pal so but well no she isn't she was but then after he had he went off he had a word with her about Rob because he can see what a git Rob is and he smacked Rob didn't he yes Ian smacked Rob and Helen's kind of stopped seeing him since then so that will we'll see how she handles that then I I cannot wait, and I did take to the book of face and go, oh, you know, after waiting twelve months yeah. for any kind of bloody resolution on this Adam yeah. and Charlie thing, I just thought that was a great way, yeah. you know, to deliver the the final kiss, and then they get discovered straight away. Yeah, you know? I know they didn't even have any nice rumpy bumpy before <laughs> before they got into trouble. Yeah. It was like once dogs all over, right? Yeah. Come on, disaster! We'll skip the good bit and we'll just go straight to the utter disaster. Straight into discovery mode, where yes. you, you know, yeah. and it's gonna feel like the was an affair and it's been going on forever and yeah absolutely yeah. that was that was top draw that top Whoops. draw didn't see that coming but anyway why don't we and also it? i thought that the hairdressing trip to the you the last thing you want when you're at the hairdressers is your boyfriend slash fiasco slash husband or whatever the head he is mm. there with you absolutely not no 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 and that should have given her a warning sign from the beginning. The oh, but you're going to tell me that you accompany all your lady friends to the hairdressers and do their nails while they sit and have their fringe trimmed, aren't you? Well, being as I'm in San Francisco, I'm thinking of batting for the other side. There's a lot of pretty boys around here. So, Is that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, no, I don't know about lady friends anymore. However, no, absolutely not. It is peculiar. What man would go with your girlfriend, wife, partner to a hairdresser's? You know, that is that is a hallmark of a, a, a massively controlling... Yeah. Uh, and for the woman as well, you just don't want... Them because you look ridiculous. 
You're either sat there with tinfoil all over your head, looking like some sort of paranoid loon who's terrified of voices coming through the skirting board, or you are, you know, sopping wet hair flopping in your eyes, um, your mascara runs, you know, you've got a towel turban around your head like Mrs. Overall. You just look terrible. You don't, you, there's nothing glamorous about it until they finish. That's the bit when you want someone to bowl up and say, you look marvellous, darling. Uh, listen, I, I couldn't agree more. The only thing I would say is that when you're stuck in the middle of a relationship, and I think there have been enough instances, and we've documented them before, where Rob has been nice. Okay, so yeah. you, you can just about construct um, Helen's thinking, which is a case yeah. of I've waited so long to have yeah. a man, a partner who yeah. loves me and gets me. Oh my goodness, he even wants to come to the hairdressers with me. Yeah, actually, coincidentally, that is what Samantha Dean says in her call. Ah, shall we neatly segue onto our calls then, Lucy? Let's have a little segue. Ooh. <laughs> Hello, Ambridge3962. Hello, lovely Dumpty Dum people. It's Sam. I tweet as at SamaryD. I don't sound like I normally do, I'm afraid, because I am recovering from my traditional Christmas chest infection lurgy, which is joyous in every small way. Oh, and I meant to tell you what I do, aren't I? I'm an IT service delivery manager, which isn't going to be of any use to anyone ever in the history of the universe. So don't get any ideas about being useful there, Royfield. Anyway, I've been thinking about uh, the Rob and Helen thing. Now, I know that the uh, traditional stance on this is to be annoyed at Helen for being so weak. But actually, well, I have to declare an interest because I feel quite fond of Helen, mostly because if it weren't for her, I would be the woman who was most incompetent in her relationships with men in the Western world. So I'm grateful to her for that point of view. But also I'm feeling quite sorry for her because can you imagine how little she must think of herself to be so desperate for that attention and for that seeming love from Rob that she can't see that he is manipulating her in any way. I think that's really quite sad and I wonder if Pat and Tony have got something to do with it and I'm going to hate them for it regardless, even if they haven't. Anyway, Happy New Year to you and to everyone who listens in and um, I hope to see you both soon. Bye-bye. So, yes, Sam, and you sound absolutely terrible. I think you need to get a fisherman's friend down, you love. Um, how little must she think of herself to be so desperate? That's true. And, yes, I agree, this does... You would cast around to try and find somebody responsible for this level of self-hate and uh i guess i don't think many people are born with that level of anxiety person anxiety it's but i can't see really what tony and pat did to generate that but i don't know where else it would have come from unless she always felt overshadowed by the 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 older brother that died maybe that's it i know that does have a huge ramification for siblings and family dynamic but uh yes it, it's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking i hate it i want it to be finished i want rob to i'm turning into goddess diva die titching off die not that this podcast is psychology today <laughs> but what it were but, but, <laughs> I, keep but to turn it into it, I don't think that we can ascribe every kind of personality trait 
to nurture. I think some of it is is nature and some of us are just born socially more anxious than others and a little bit more dependent on the affirm you know on affirmation than others and though there is you know you you can kind of look back with hindsight and say there is this uh, you know John was the great uh, blue eyed blonde haired oh, yeah, boy yeah. and um, the Sausage King was forever in his shadow and that's the re- you know he came up with a whole load of psycho babble as a reason why he had his meltdown yeah. when he, oh, it's all John's fault and then and Helen has suffered um, also as well because John was socially confident and um, you know and it kind of everybody loved him so but Helen an absolutely fascinating complex character something mm. I've said before and one of the reasons why I just think that our docu soap is uh, leagues above many others is because the female characters are written with light and shade and traditionally yeah. traditionally within soap operas female characters were always strong they they were you know the heroes the sheroes etc your Hilda Rogdens your Ina Sharples mm. etc but you have so many female characters written in this uh, written in this docu soap which actually are not likable but it's it's just very subtly done you know they are they aren't these paragons of virtue they aren't you know um women we we should all kind of aspire to be etc and even jennifer aldridge you know you you could take her story one of two ways that she's been this put upon woman but every now and then she tells you that she is actually incredibly strong Mm. you know and um and and i just love it and i think just helen helen archer absolutely nobody bar nobody likes her as a character but she's done nothing wrong helen archer she's not a villain She's not a villain, and that is genius writing. Absolutely genius writing. Mm. Hello, you two. It's Yokel Bear here, and... Goddess Diva, coming at you live from Bristol on Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. We're phoning in on Christmas Day. We, we have, have no, no life. life. So, basically, we thought we'd call in and give you our review of the year through the medium of Shag, Marry or Kill. So, let's get started. Goddess Diva... Over the last year, in the Archers, who would you shag? Lillian. Lillian every time. She's just amazing. Now I know I can't have Tilly Button because that would just be wrong. Definitely Lillian. Ah, well, who would it be for me? I think it would be Dan because just think about how buff he is now. And he he wouldn't be in too much trouble because he'd have to go away again down to Sandhurst. So, you know, I'd have my freedom and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, damaging. And he could always clean your boots and do your ironing while he was there. And I am slovenly, so that would be really handy. So, Mark, who would you marry? I'm going to go for a controversial choice here. I would marry Charlie Parker Spreadsheets. No! Yes! No! He'd be brilliant at the household budget, wouldn't he? Well, well he would, but, but still... I mean, it would probably be quite a loveless marriage, but at least I know the finances would be in order. And, you know, he's got a bit of ambition, hasn't he? So, you know, uh, you know, I could quite easily be a kept man. Yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah, so who, who would you marry? 
I would have said Kenton because him and Jolene are just constantly at it. But I think I'm going to have to go for Fallon, if only to get her out the clutches of PC harassment carpet burns. Oh, really? Absolutely. This one, he's not a lovely, he's a stalker, and she doesn't need to be having second thoughts. She needs to be making sure that she stays well away. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Gollis Diva may need to fight Royfield for our Fallon. (laughs) Yeah, I'd take Royfield and his chicken legs. My money's on the goddess. <laughs> um, okay, so the last one. Um, who would you kill? Easy. Titchinob. Titchinob must die. Titchinob must always die. Titchinob must die in horrible, slow, nasty ways. Am I allowed to pick Titchinob as well? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Who, okay. who would you kill, Mark? Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a toss-up, really. <laughs> toss-up. <laughs> toss-up. <laughs> the, uh, it was... <laughs> It will be Lillian laugh. So the, the um, I don't know. See, because I want to say Alice, but it feels a bit wrong saying that I'd kill Alice. I want Alice just to go away or just shut the fuck up, basically. But I think I'd go with Titchy Knob, basically, because you know, ooh, gives me, gives every, oh, just gives me the creeps. So. How about two birds, one stone? Alice kills Titchy Knob and then she goes away to prison. Sorted. Excellent. Are you listening, Kerry Davis? I think that's a goer. <laughs> bye bye, Dumpty Dum. Hope you all have a lovely new year. Lots of love from me, Goddess Diva. And lots of love from me, Yokel Bear. Have a fab new year. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Yokel Bear and Goddess Diva's roundup of the year. Um, Yokel Bear would marry Charlie Bubba's spreadsheet. Goddess Diva would marry Fallon to rescue her from carpet burns. And they'd both kill Titchy Knob. Obvs. Um, <laughs> What is your view? I haven't dared bring this up yet because I thought it might upset you. But what is your view on the whole uh, Fallon? Well, I thought it was very good of you to just completely leave that out in your monologue. Yes, I think Because I'm penning a letter to uh, <laughs> to Sean and to Kerry, you know, to say, no, this is just... I just thought it was gratuitous, the, the, the smulching sounds... And his little speech that he gave to her afterwards. No, that was Adam and Ian. No, no, well, no. It it just carried over from Bobby Locksley. It was just (laughs) nauseating. No. (laughs) And, you know. Shouldn't be allowed. Heterosexual sex. Off the radio. (laughs) We don't want characters getting together and being happy. No. That's not what we want. As Kerry well, said, there's nothing interesting in that, is there? No. Right. No. So now they've actually finally had a kiss, let's get rid of him. Let's get him <laughs> bumped off. <laughs> poor Fallon. Oh, no, poor Fallon. Happy Christmas. It's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. It's Boxing Day afternoon, and I've just heard Blythe Spirit... And I utterly, utterly adored it. It was marvellous. They were all so good, really fantastic. And it was lovely hearing references to Dead Ruth, wasn't it? She says naughtily. Anyway, back to the main programme. I was right, Jill isn't going. And I think this is the first of several cracks in the scheme uh, to sell Brookfield and or go off to Prudder. Um, and my prediction that, that, that from the word go that they weren't going to do this is on track. And that's just such a shame, really, because we won't be losing Ruth, uh, who those mentions of dead Ruth are even more poignant now. But 
Anyway, uh, secondly, now we've got another Brookfieldite child being given a car. Josh has got a car now. Now, I can't believe I made the mistake of marrying an accountant. Our children have variously this year had theatre tokens, an external hard drive and a small contribution to a saving up for our wedding fund. If only I'd married a farmer in Ambridge, they could have all been spending Boxing Day driving around in Citroen C3s by now. Hmm, obviously farming is uh, a highly paid occupation than I'd anticipated, but there you go. The biggest story of the week is the return of Kate's bottom. I think she and her bottom are here to stay. So where is she going to go for her colonic irrigation? Um, I think a quick squirt from a hose pipe at home farm isn't really going to do her chakras any good, is it? Um, She's left Lucas, by the way. I'm sure of it. Uh, Nolly and Thingy have been abandoned and clearly spared any more exposure to Kate's bottom requirements, which probably is just for the best. So um, we'll we'll have more developments on that uh, that side of things to follow in 2015, I suspect. Anyway, that's all from me. Happy New Year to everybody, and uh, I shall speak to you soon. Bye. Uh, dusty substances. She enjoyed Blythe Spirit. I did too, and she very much enjoyed the references to Dead Ruth, which she <laughs> was hoping was going to come true. Um, and uh, she was correct in her prediction that Jill was not going to Pruda. Um, and uh, she said, you know, she didn't realise that farmers were sitting on this much cash. But as they used to say in the song, I've never seen a farmer on a bike, Dusty. That is all I'm going to say. They're very good at telling you how little money they have got. And, uh... Oh, you... wait a minute. Do, what? Do you reckon... Dusty Substances did something with any of her twankies this week. This uh, <laughs> she was struggling with her twankies last time we spoke. Trying <laughs> to get her twankies under control. Mm. Hi, it's Miss Mid City here. Thanks for another great podcast last week, and we look forward. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. To seeing and hearing from Royfield on this side of the Atlantic very soon. I was really hoping I could be brief about my thoughts on this week's episodes, but... 
there's too much to say. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it brief. I don't know what Kate's come back for. I, I know what the storyline says, but really, we don't need her. She's just downright out of order and cheeky. And as for Roy, I don't know what his game is. He wants to have his cake and eat it. He wants Haley and Abby, I guess, and Phoebe back in his life. But texting Elizabeth on Christmas Day, no need for that. As for Phoebe being stroppy, I'm all for expressing yourself and being honest with people and, and, and just getting those emotions out there. But how long is this stroppiness going to last? It's quite spiteful and nasty. I'd rather she was just silent and froze him out than that she just spouts this bile from her mouth every time she has to confront him. Oh, talking about freezing people out, I think my <laughs> my favourite scene of the whole week was when the Archer's women were in the kitchen after Christmas dinner and reminiscing over the past and Ruth came in with dirty cups. Uh, it just seemed really clear that the temperature fell by several degrees and they didn't want her around. It felt real and uh, it was <laughs> it was really cleverly scripted and really well acted. It, oh, I know what it's like to walk into a room and feel that you're not wanted. <laughs> and I get the feeling that's what happened to Ruth. It was really good. What wasn't really good was Blythe Spirit. At least it wasn't as good as I'd hoped. Um, I thought they were going to do it like amateurs, just having a go at doing something decent. And I guess the only person that was hamming it up like a proper amateur was Susan. But then she turned out to be more of a Shakespearean mechanical than anything else. It wasn't It wasn't that good a production. There was a really good one about three or four years ago with Roger Allen, if I remember correctly, and Stephanie Coles um, as Madame Marcati, which was good. This one wasn't even funny. I really wanted the actress who plays Linda to do a great job. It was just so-so. I, I wasn't... No, I wasn't that interested. I wasn't that impressed by it. Um, hmm. And then my final thoughts are um, Jill's sudden realisation that uh, she can't go to Prudder. Um, she's got a thing or two to learn about confronting the awful truth from Freddie. Uh, I think my favourite scene of the whole year was when Freddie gave Elizabeth a mouthful about her affair with Roy. They could have written something... Um, just a little, I don't know. I, I just, I can't believe it's taken Jill that long to work out that she couldn't possibly leave Ambridge. And then how long before the rest of them realise that they can't possibly go either? A few weeks ago, someone did say that theirs wouldn't be the only farm or the first farm that's got a great big motorway driven through it. And then finally, the touching moment of the week, and it wouldn't be Christmas without a miracle. Uh, Virgin Birth's a clearly old hat, so instead we got Tony speaking, and oh, that was very, very sweet. And uh, yes, I did shed a tear or two. Uh, still think Peggy's an old bag, but hurrah, Tony is back. Mm, but will he be back to fighting fitness? I don't think so. Anyway, those are my thoughts. And happy new year when it comes. Take care. Bye-bye. Miss Mid-City says we don't need Kate. Go away. And Roy cannot have his cake and eat it. He can't ring his uh, ring his daughter and ring his wife and his and his ex-mistress and want them all to, to be kind to him because you cannot do what he did without pissing people off. 
basically. And I completely agree. I don't agree with you, Miss Mid-City, about uh, Blythe Spirit, because I thought it was jolly good. But I do, that was beautifully acted. When Ruth came into the kitchen at... Um, Brookfield when they were having their Christmas dinner and talking about all the Christmases past a Ruth came in and honestly it was like someone had just <laughs> had just done a really unwholesome fart everyone just kind of went <laughs> silent and you could you could feel you could feel the temperature drop and you could feel them turning away from her it's incredible and it just shows what a tribal um uh, what tribal beings we are that you have somebody about to leave the tribe it's like when you hand your notice in at work there is a subtle turning away because all of a sudden you've rejected the tribe therefore the tribe rejects you and and you can feel this distance suddenly between you and them and um uh yeah it was absolutely brilliant acting i've never been able to visualize a scene more clearly than i could see that that kind of her feeling awkward, them feeling slightly aggressive, slightly defensive. It's just brilliant. Absolutely perfect. Yes. Was a good scene. Was. You didn't hear it, did you? What do you mean? Yes, I did. <laughs> I thought you were making it up then. No. <laughs> it was a good scene. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> well, I, I didn't have anything substantively to add to what you just said because you just summed it up brilliantly hi dumpty dummers uh happy new year to you all this is jojo sexy heels and um in the spirit of openness uh within the dumpty dum community jojo sexy heels here and no i don't own a shoe shop i actually work in the nhs and my job is patient confidentiality and information security so if you've any need for that roy field and lucy i'm your girl anyway moving on to my thoughts for the uh, new year of 2015 i'm just loving carol and her tea making it is just getting beyond a joke She's now delivering her tea from person to person. I mean, I could understand her giving it to Jill, but now she's been over to Lower Loxley and delivered Lizzie some pick-me-up tea for the middle-aged woman. Well, that's a bit of a kick in the pants, isn't it, Lizzie? No longer the uh, young, adventurous woman. You're now a middle-aged woman in need of a pick-me-up. That's telling you. And then... There's Carol making cocktails, which apparently are rather strong. I wonder if there's a bit of the herbal brew in there as well. I'm just loving where this is going. Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, see you all, hopefully, at the next Archers Addicts get-together, whenever and wherever. Happy New Year. Jojo Sexy Heels. Do you remember she said she was um, an IT... She keeps people's identities secret or something. I think she's a spy for the NHS. Yes, that was cruel. Old uh, Carol Toboggan saying, You're a, she's a tea for a middle-aged woman in need of a pick-me-up. My God, if you weren't in need of a pick-me-up before you were described like that, you bloody well would be afterwards, wouldn't you? And she's enjoying Carol's tea and her cocktails. What do you think's going on with the whole Carol thing? All this 
tea I, and I don't and know. I'm letting it wash over me. But I, I think that um, if I'm forced to have an opinion on it, I think that what uh, a couple of the callers have said before is one of them has got to be true in that she either gave um, old toboggan um, a whole load of stuff and it killed him accidentally and he was sick anyway and she said you know or um, it was some kind of dignitas storyline other than that I just uh, I'm just passing on with this it's just all kind of happening and I go yeah whatever Uh, I like the way that Jojo Sexy Heels was ringing the bell for the butler for tea at the end of the call, by the way, on that. She just went, ding! <laughs> she was just with us. Bring in the scones. Good morning, dum-de-dum. It is Sarah Brown here. I have just finished listening to the Omnibus edition, really getting the spread of what's been going on in Ambridge for the last couple of weeks. And gosh, I didn't half enjoy it. Really, I did. I like the idea that they're all spending the money that they might not actually get from that bloke who's going to knock Brookfield down. I still don't think that's going to happen. I think that's just rubbish, really. Um... I think it's a real teaser. I think it's good fun, though. It's going to set all sorts of cats amongst um, flocks of sheep or whatever things happen in countrysides. Um, I loved the ball. I thought that was very funny. I liked the idea that um, Johnny could sustain 22 ice cubes down the back of his neck. Good boy. He's going to be a star, that one. He's going to carry the archers forward into the future with that robust agricultural rural sturdiness that we've all come to love and expect really over the last 63 years um and that's about it really i do think mauve is an interesting color i just have this wonderful image of uh, poor old helen dressed as one of the characters from the original um abigail's party production perhaps in sort of lacy mauvey very poor hairstyly type 70s frock rather a good look maybe not um and adam and charlie snogging in the bushes poor uh that took a time didn't it hey but fancy being discovered nobody ever gets discovered that's jolly good stuff no 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 i'm really i'm pleased i think it's nice i like it uh and i love you too very much for being so amusing and being my co-listeners um and it really does feel i'm not on my own thank you all right speak to you soon bye Sarah Brown calling. Yes, the Archer's family is spending money they haven't got yet. Kenton's giving money to Fallon and Meriel. This, the Archer's family are going to piss more people off by, someone said on Twitter actually, that the Archer's family are going to piss more people off by staying than they were by going. Because everyone's spending the money. Mm, yes. And when they don't go, what will the harvest be, we ask ourselves. Hello, lovely Lucy. Hello, lovely Royfield. It's Alison here who tweets as cheers, which you've done very well, I think, uh, pronouncing, although it is difficult. It's less of the English cheers and more of that broad New England kind of cheers. Yeah, right, Paul. Yeah, cheers. That's how we, uh, that's how we do that. Anyway, um, two things. The first is a brief plot prediction, which has to do with Rob's uh, really ramping up the creepiness to the next level here with pressuring Helen so hard to have a baby. It's sort of out of the blue. That's like, Rob, you already have a baby. We all know you have a baby. You just don't want that baby. You want a different baby. Um, but I think that we are going to have a deathbed scene with Tony, and Tony will beg Helen uh, not to 
shackle herself biologically to this horrible person because Tony loves his daughter and, and he knows she doesn't want to hear this, but he just has to say it in case he doesn't make it the pathos, you know. And I think this will be um, what wakes Helen up to what's really been going on. Um, and she'll be torn between her love for her father and her love for Rob, but in the end, you know, well, hopefully in the end, you know, the archers will prevail. So that's my plot prediction. The other is sort of totally nothing to do with the archers at all. Uh, we were in the States for Christmas and flying back. My husband got to go in the quick line. When you have a British passport, you get to stand in the fast line. And I got to stand in the line that moves at a snail's pace and flashes up all these things like we're making sure that illegal immigrants aren't coming into the country and we're going to put them in cattle cars and transport them by train out to Norfolk and make them sit there and think about what they did. Um, but on screens above the queue were these little films displaying things about Britain which you might enjoy as a visitor. Now there was no sound on these, but at the end the credits said narrator Harriet Carmichael. And I thought, well, how interesting. If I could actually hear this narration, perhaps this mini film of the royal wedding would be narrated by Linda Snell and how wonderful that would be. So I, I do encourage the home office and the border force people to install speakers, speakers so we can all hear the history of Stonehenge as recorded by Ruth Archer, because that would really make my day the next time I have to fly into Heathrow. Love the podcast, as always. Listen to it all the time, going in and out of work. It's great. Makes my day. So yeah, everybody be good. Cheers. And Alison Siegenthaler, who tells us that Harriet Carmichael voices the um, the film that they play at uh, immigration when you get stuck at passport control. Is she flying allowed to moonlight her? away from Dum Dum? Well, I don't think so. Not considering the vast amount we're paying her. Surely that gives us some sort of exclusivity, Harriet. Yes, might want to. We might want to look at the small print in her contract. Um, but I don't completely understand why they pay a film with no with no sound on and then tell you who's voicing it. That rather seems to... I suppose if anything is going to sum up British uh, administration, that would do it. We are going to give credit for the voiceover to a silent film. Yes, welcome to Britain. <laughs> and that's the end of the calls. Oh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what then. What? Uh, why don't you pop out, put cut line, and we'll have a commercial break. Okay. Fancy getting your mouth around something warm? Something comforting you can really get a firm grip on? Why not buy a Dumpty Dum mug from the shop at dumptydum.com? Goes down lovely. How's your copper? Lovely. Had it been tobogganed at all? <laughs> I to read the rest of the bloody script. <laughs> All right, um, shall we do your hashtag the Archers Tweets of the Week? Yes. Or is it the hashtag Archers Tweets of the Fortnight? Well, oh, God, don't. It's of the terrible. festive period. Of the fe Yes, the festive holiday season of joyfulness. Um, uh, you know the, uh, the awful-sounding uh, young farmer's party mm. that Josh got horribly ill at? Dr Sally Huxtable, the doctor speaking, said, fake snow, yay! God, this Young Farmers event sounds like the ninth circle of hell. <laughs> yes, it did to me as well. Uh, if we had any ham, said, uh, Josh was understandably excited about a date with his sister. Hashtag incest. 
Um, Barefoot Moa said, I get the feeling Carol Toboggan is supposed to be wise, only most of what she says is bollocks. Sarah C. Gray replied, That's yes, harsh. but she... Yes, but she has reintroduced daytime drinking, which in the absence of Lillian is welcome. And Ginger Beans, once again, who does some incredibly astute and very funny and rude tweets, said, he's tweet of the week, quote, getting drunkenly bummed by a man in a kilt behind the bins at a party. Who said romance was dead? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I'm allowed to say drunkenly bummed. And he made me cry with laughing. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we go. Right. Uh, I think we're almost done. But before we say that we're actually over, um, why don't we rush over down under and hear what Millie Bell has reported to be happening on Facebook. Okay. Happy New Year to all of our listeners from Millie Bell here in Australia. I'm pleased to say that we have 573 people who like our page. So my New Year's resolution is to find 27 more like-minded people who can join in the fun. So if you know someone, please invite them. We've had uh, some quite a bit of activity on the Facebook page. I know that all of us will be weeping with Royfield because Fallon is now, of course, taken. So Royfield's chances are pretty slim. And there were some comments about some previous episodes when we all first started listening and what our big event was. But one of the questions we asked you for is what will be the news resolutions for our Ambridge residents? And uh, there were a number of suggestions. Helen will resolve to be less willful and try harder to please her man, said Ruth Simpson. I think she had the irony button on there. Joe Andrews said, Linda will take Robert into the lay-by to investigate the mysterious flashing car headlights and discover a new hobby. (laughs) I think you're being a little cheeky there, Joe. Um, Alison Butler said that Jennifer will limit her decorating budget to five figures and Brian will learn how to turn the cooker on. Jan Mitchell says Helen will resolve to find her spine and put it back where it belongs. Uh, Titchy Knob will resolve to go back to Jess and help her raise the baby he gave her. And Linda will resolve to work on her sniff a little bit. Some fine tuning, perhaps. Fabulous Fallon? Nope, I've got nothing. <laughs> so, uh, a range of uh, answers, but as ever, someone mentioning Lillian always attracts my eye. Mark Evans says that Lillian's uh, New Year's res- resolution will be more gin, darling. So, in the spirit of more gin, darling, I'm going to go and have some myself. Have a great week, everyone. Now we are definitely almost over. Um, so we are loving your pictures, folks, of you in your dumbly dum pajamas, in, in drinking tea out of your dumbly dum mugs, and what? And driving your dumpty dum cars. We don't yeah, know. I, I put that on. I thought you could now buy an Audi that's sponsored by us. An Audi RX. I thought we'd have. <laughs> Lucy, there's no such thing. You, you can't. <laughs> we can't say stuff like that because somebody somewhere will try and go on to the dum de dum show. Oswald will do it and then email us and tell us that we're going to pay capital gains tax on it. Well, folks. Oh no, he's texted us. You know, I forgot to say. Sorry, yes. he's, he emails me now from his holidays. I like postcards. Mm-hmm. They're all written in 
like drunken capitals. Some of it, everything's randomly capitalized. Where Happy is he New now? Year. Cosmo here, here being Saigon. Hmm. I think he's being chased by Interpol. I hope you will all be nice about Kate's husband as he has lost his job. Good luck, Connie. Does Charlie deserve our sympathies if being pursued by Kate? Looking forward to 2015. Yes, I don't think he's going to be pursued by Kate very much longer, to be honest. Unless Charlie plays for both teams. Oh. I don't think he does. But that would be good. That'd be brilliant. The brother and the sister? Oh, dear. Oh, no, I'm all up for that (laughs) storyline. I really am. Forget Carol and her tea. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Anyway, so um, go on to dumdydum.com and you can go to shop and you can buy stuff. But remember, 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 we want to see the photographic evidence of you looking resplendent with your Dum Dum merch. Did you see the lady in the pyjamas drinking from the mug and reading Jennifer Archer's cookbook? That was like the most awesome picture ever. Try and top that. That was haptic. Yeah, that was very, very cool. Now, if you want to start off the new year with a bit of organisation, you can go to uh, patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for Dumpty Dum. And you can give us a donation if you want. It's $2 a show which is about pound thirty in real money, which will pay for the tea bags that Lucy goes through while she's writing the monologue. Now, remember, it is only a donation. You don't have to do it, but if you did it, you'd be most excellent and most awesome. Right. It's my favourite bit of the show. Drum roll. It's what you've all been waiting for. Reviews, news, news of reviews. <laughs> uh, by my very tone, I think you've probably worked out, folks, that there haven't been any. Now, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I know I should take this bit more seriously. Yeah, you really I should. Apologise. I'm should. sorry. Because when this show goes down the, the down the pan, because like <laughs> no one's listening, I'll say, and you yes. weren't helping matters, Lucy. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am mm. contrite. Look it at me being is contrite. an important metric as to how many people listen to the show as to how many reviews we have and if we don't have any reviews it means that it, we struggle to grow the listenership to this wonderful thing that we call Dumpty Dum I've moaned on on frequent podcasts about the lack of reviews, I will not do that today other than I am pointing my finger at all of you who haven't written a review Yes, you know Hmm my big stick is being waved in your direction. Now, remember, you can also send us... Is a that message. after you've lifted it off the footstool? <laughs> Sorry. You're so rude. So rude. <laughs> so rude. Remember, you can also send us a voicemail message via the site, or you can call us on 0203 from a regular phone to leave us a message. You can also ping us a text message if you like, or you can find us on the Twitters, where we are at dumdydum, or you can tweet me at Royfield, which is R-O-I for India, F-I-E-L-D. Or me at Lucy V. Freeman. And I've just found the picture of the lady with the hat trick mugshot as she called it and it was Mary Lattice so thank you very much Mary Lattice and Mary Lattice has set the um, bar the high thingy, the bar high for yes. to you have to have your photograph taken in mm-hmm. that made no sense but you get what I'm talking about but don't be intimidated by it being that high if you can't jump 
the bar that high and we will set it low for yourself. Just take a <laughs> <laughs> So please, please, please keep those reviews coming because we want to be top of the podcast charts before Carol Toboggan starts handing out syringes. Hello, this is Sarah Brown again. This is a serious message really for Royfield about your... Um, brother's situation about staying in the UK and having all those dreadful dealings with the Home Office. I can't do anything for you. I so, so wish I could. I hope somebody does. I hope he gets to stay. My love to you and I hope things resolve themselves as they should. Thank you. And the way when I say the way I think they should, he should stay. He should be welcomed and loved and embraced by everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your kind offers of support uh, for the situation with my brother Mohammed. Um, the situation is that he has been refused asylum. His appeal has been lost. However, as he's been in the country for over six years, he can appeal against it. His solicitor is in the process of making his appeal now. So um, let's all kind of cross our fingers and let's hope that his appeal will be, um, you know, uh, successful. But it really touched um me and obviously Mohammed and my mother when we got messages of people saying where can I write a petition is there a defense fund um there is none of those things just yet we are we believe we've got a really good case because as I said before he's been in the country now for six years he's gone through school he's working he has a supportive wider family i.e us and uh fingers crossed um we we can win it but you know it's Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everybody else that's kind of emailed and tweeted. Uh, um, but we will definitely keep you all informed. Did you get the message? Did you get the did you see the uh, tweet from Philippa Davy? Did I, I sent that to you, didn't I? Oh, uh, yes, I did. So thank yeah. you also for that, Philippa. We, I, it just goes to show um, what a lovely kind of community yeah. of not just of archers listeners that we have just some people that we have that are yeah. part of this kind of general uh, kind of craziness and madness and um and also that this is um a vehicle for me just to blather on about yes my love of the archers but also other things are happening in and around my life and ditto for lucy and just to have so many messages of support you know absolutely did uh touch uh touch me and i did uh, put up on Facebook. I can't remember if I tweeted it, but I did put up on Facebook. Um, on Christmas Day, I uh, skyped home, Skype, and Mohammed was there. Oh, I and, saw the picture of you and uh, yeah. you and him, and it's uh, yeah, him and your mum. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And oh. uh, yeah, they were snuggled up together and and stuff. And um, yeah, so uh, thank you everybody again. And um, also, uh, thank you for offers of support and action for the totally spontaneous grassroots movement which has had no prompting from us at all to try and get us on radio <laughs> for extra <laughs> it's uncanny isn't it our grassroots movement can just start all across the country simultaneously absolutely absolutely yeah. and um, the only thing that those people had in common was that they all listened to our podcast <laughs> remarkable remarkable <laughs> All right, everybody, listen, it's been... Um, I, I've quite enjoyed this one, Lucy. Do you not normally, then? Oh, 
no, no. Yeah, of course I do. But, you know, I I definitely, I'm still somewhat kind of chastened by um, people telling me that I was horrible to you a couple of shows ago. So if you notice, I was completely on my best behaviour. You were, you were very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it actually took away the edge from, from my performance and, uh, you know, but but still, <laughs> if that's what people want. If they <laughs> That's what they want. That's what they shall get. Oh, well, you said it was Adam Macy that was passive aggressive. <laughs> I have really got enough Adam, you know. And I know. N- nothing at all to do with his like little Pavel slip up and then Charlie slip up, but just the whole. Yeah, he just... slipped twice, but it went in the same place both times. Let's remember. <laughs> well, we don't know. He did. Oh, come on. There was no drunken bumming. Was there no. at uh, Lower Loxley? That Probably was just bitten. a kiss. That was just a kiss. <laughs> yes. Well, we don't know. For all we know, Charlie's kilt might have been up over his head. We don't know what, <laughs> don't know what Helen saw, do we? <laughs> we? We don't. We don't. We don't know what Helen saw. But, you know. But it's good, though, isn't it? It is good. That is the power of a radio drama. You don't know what she saw. See, now I'm not pissed off about the storyline anymore. No, me either. Before, I'm, and I'm excited. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, 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 next one, next one. Because, <laughs> I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm bored. I don't care what happens to Roy anymore. I'm bored of that. And I can't believe that in the summer I spent a week worrying about Roy and Elizabeth and, 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 and Hayley. And now I'm like, la, 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 don't care. Anyway, Adam and Ian. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, next? listen, 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 listen. I tell you what, right, we could be on for some uh, male mental health issue storylines with, with with Roy Tucker. Roy, yeah. Um but you know it's one I of... still think I still think he's gonna end up with Lizzie. Well I don't think that she she's just I, going I... la 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 at the no, moment. No, no, no. well you the way that this whole thing's been plotted at the moment, you don't know what the hell is coming next. So you know what your guess is as good as mine. It's However like <laughs> absolutely make up as you go along however um when men come out of uh relationships um whether these uh, whether these are emotional relationships or just relationships to do with authority come out of the army or any kind of institution yeah. if they do not have something to go to pretty quickly the amount of male health um issues that then it spawns a legion you know yeah. that the amount of you know roy's not going to become homeless or anything like that but you know homelessness rates of homelessness of men that are recently divorced or separated is off the scale when men come out of the army etc etc when they come out of a situation which is structured and going to yeah. something new yeah yeah men can quite often go off the rails so yeah. um this could well be a signpost of that and again it's one of the reasons why i think it was absolutely brilliant the way that that was played that he's yeah. just tr- reaching out for any form of yeah love support affection normal, but you know what it's normality like. normalcy that's what he wants he just wants something just to still but be what normal. it's mirroring is daryl except because daryl had a, a blue collar job uh you know he was skint and he was uh slightly more you know he had he had uh, alcohol abuse problems and all that mm. everybody was much uh snottier about yes. him yes but now we've got a lower middle class bloke who's 
owns his own home and, you know, has a wife and two children and a working wife and a responsible job and blah, 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 blah. But the same thing is happening. He's falling to, piece in the, he's falling to pieces in the same way. Mm. Now, listen, absolutely. And, and, I, and I think if we can have a proper study and investigation of that, as opposed to, oh, then he just ends up with Lizzie, you know, that, that yeah. would absolutely be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because what the Archers have done this year is highlight the issue of, of gaslighting something you know a term which i wasn't aware of and 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 it was done in such a sensitive and realistic way that you yeah. that people can now very much understand that abuse doesn't need to be somebody necessarily shouting at you or hitting you you know yeah. there are much more subtle ways of abuse yeah and, and i think one of the um one of the one of the things we don't address in society is male mental health issues and mm. this could be a way for that issue to be highlighted and and you're completely right about Daryl because But I thought it was going to be with the Daryl storyline and then all of a sudden nope it's off gone he's disappeared he's living in a caravan oh no he's not he's gone he's got work now da 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 da, da. that's it disappeared the whole family's gone Mm. you can't deal responsibly with a story you can't raise those kind of issues and then just yank the plug out and say oh well no sorry that we're yeah, not doing that storyline anymore that's not on but i think kerry kerry told us did didn't he that this was oh, he said the, it's the, not the, new, the new well no he said it was the new broom wasn't it it was the new yeah. broom sure yeah. coming in and thinking yeah. you know what i don't like this storyline so yeah. it was it was wrapped up so fast that yeah. it was actually um you know it, it wasn't yeah. satisfying at all you know. I think the phrase is indecent haste. Absolutely, absolutely. But anyway, let's see what 2015 holds for Roy Tucker. Still don't like him, but I'm interested to see where the storyline and where him as a character goes. Yay! Now can we say goodbye? Yes! <laughs> goodbye! Goodbye! Oh, by the way, and just before just before oh we, we go, just before we go, because uh, I'm just plugging my, plugging my stuff, I... Um, by the time by the end of the week I will have a new podcast up a thing called 10 American Presidents and the first episode is about Nixon and it's narrated some of the listeners will know of the work of Dan Carling who is probably well no probably about it um, one of the foremost podcasters in the world and he talks about the life of uh, President Nixon and uh, I've cut it together uh, and it's 10 American presidents. Um, search for it on iTunes. The first episode should be up by Thursday, Friday. Uh, I, I quite like it and I'd be pleased to know what other people think of it too. Lucy? Yes? All what? right, good. Yeah. All right. I didn't know when I was leaving editing space. <laughs> no, you'd nodded off. You'd nodded <laughs> off. I was thinking, should I chip in? And then I thought, no, because it's nothing to do with these. So I'll just sit here nice and quiet. Ah, and how and how was uh, War and Peace? It was knackering, but very good fun. Yes, very good fun. Cool. Um, and lots of you dumpty dum people uh, leapt on the hashtag and talked about root beesky and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and at one stage, the head of digital um, said, who are all these people? Talking, talking about it as if it's Ambridge. And I had to put my hand up and say, I'm sorry, I think there might be something to do with me. <laughs> Which made me feel like it was quite funny. It just made me feel like I had brought in the naughty boys into the back of the class, which was quite funny. 
Well done. Well done. You I three. know. I am breaking the institution of the BBC from the inside out. Good for you. And listen, and on that note, we're going to break uh, my uh, Wi-Fi here. So I have to go. Okay. All right. All right. Toodaloo. See you Goodbye, later. everybody. Goodbye, Lucy V. Bye. Freeman. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.